everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Popcorn Wind Down. I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. Thank you for joining us. This week's episode is brought to you by Peekaboo's Protection Service. They see what you don't, find what you can't, and eliminate what you don't know how. Got a pesky problem that you don't know how to solve or need to disappear without a trace? Peekaboo sees you. Just send them a message and they will find you. Peekaboo! Tammy, will you be using Peekaboo's Protection Service? I sure will on, you know, what we just got off the phone talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Hmm. Okay, and on that note, (laughs) we might have to start a GoFundMe, but it'll be all right. Uh, It's cool, it's cool. (laughs) This week, we find time to discuss Daniel Craig's final turn as the legendary, iconic super spy for the ages, James Bond in 007's No Time to Die, which picks up where Spectre left off and finds Bond settling into retirement, only to be pulled back into the spy game one last time to tie up some loose ends. So, Tammy, was No Time to Die DOA, or did it bring to life this final chapter in the Daniel Craig Bond series? Um, I think, like, what you told me before I went to see it, because, uh, you know, I, I just saw it. <laughs> like, I just got out of theater, like, an hour ago from watching it. Um, On how you said, like, it wouldn't be really noticeable that it's three hours. It's, like, two hours and 45 minutes long. And it wouldn't be really noticeable because it's constant action, it's constant movement. And I definitely agree with you on that. Like it, it was constantly moving through the story. Like there was no downtime um, throughout the whole entire movie. Like I didn't feel that there was any downtime. So I definitely really enjoyed um, watching this um, final chapter of Daniel Craig playing James Bond. It was enjoyable. What about you? Yeah, I loved it. And I was kind of concerned. Like, I've been waiting for this movie. You know, I'm a Bond fan. um, And so I've been waiting for this movie for like two years. And ever since it announced it. And then, you know, last year it was supposed to come out and it didn't. And when I saw that it was three hours long, I was like, oh, gosh, I don't know if I can do this. Because I went on a Friday right after the day job. And I was like, I'm so exhausted. And I, I was prepared. I was I was fully prepared to probably have to go watch it again or that I would just fall asleep out of pure exhaustion because it was so long and I did not. I was like, I was up. Like it was a shot of adrenaline. Um, So the time that don't be turned off by the time of the, by the length of the movie, I should say um, it because it moves straight through the story. Um, And I actually liked it. Um, You know, it was kind of going in. I liked it on its own merit, not just because it's Bond, not because it's Daniel Craig, not because it's the last one, but I think they did a great job of tying up the story, telling the story, and continuing the story all in one, if that makes sense. Um, so I think they left a good starting point for whomever the next Bond will is going to be. Um, did you watch the entire, have you seen all the others that he's in? I, I know you're not the biggest Bond fan like myself, you're not a um no I have now I will say I wish I had went back and watched the previous bond Mm -hmm. um just to kind of have some back like remember some background information because I kind of had to really rack my brain as I was watching it on certain things that I I forgot with um certain characters that um, have been like a staple in the series with Daniel Craig. Uh, so I wish I had went back and rewatched um, the Daniel Craig James Bond movies because they're so connected one after the other. 
Um, but yeah, so I have seen all of his. Yeah, and I'm agree with you. Like I did it last summer, um, you know, because I was prepared for this to probably come out in the fall, even though it had been pushed. Um, originally, it was pushed to the fall. So I watched, I, I rewatched the entire series last summer. And then I agree with you on that. Um, as I was sitting in the movie theater, I'm like, oh, crap, I should have at least watched, uh, rewatched Spectre um, before this one. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, what did you think about the new uh, bad guy, the new big bad in this one, Rounding Malik? How did you think he did? Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, so the he he gave me the same feeling that I got when Javier um, Bardem uh-huh. uh, played the villain. Oh, I forgot which one it was. Casino Royale. Yeah, there you go. Team Casino Royale? Yeah. Yeah, he was Casino I, I Royale. T- yeah, that's it. I'll, I'll just go off of what you're telling me. <laughs> But um, yeah, like the same thing as um, it was okay. Like it was a typical Bond villain. Um, they're getting very more um, like evil genius, <laughs> which I guess has always been the case. Um, but yeah, he was just, he was all right. Like nobody beats Christopher Waltz. I'm just gonna put that out there. Or Chris, is it Christoph? Yeah, Christoph. Christoph Waltz. Yeah, nobody beats him. Because I think he's still phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, he was in he was in Skyfall. Okay, yeah, Harvey, uh, Javier Badum was in Skyfall. Skyfall, okay. Yeah, okay. Skyfall. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, but yeah, Christoph Waltz was amazing as Blofeld in, um, in Spectre. And I guess we, I guess we kind of got a little bit of a hint at him. And his character all throughout, but um, because he ran the ultimate, uh, like MI6's big enemy and, and Bond's big enemy, um, their enemy organization, which, you know, I'm horrible with names and I'm having the biggest brain fart right now. But yeah, so he 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 was amazing um, in that role. And um, I, I, yeah, I kind of got, like, I know people think Rami Malek is this wonderful terrific actor and I'm not saying he's a bad actor I just don't I even when he played Freddie Mercury which he did a great job transition wise and look wise I I still just am not on the mile train for him just being the heir apparent to the acting throne if that makes sense so and he's not <laughs> is that what they're trying to say well, yeah, I mean, and don't get me wrong. I, he he is a great, he's a good actor. He really he's is. He's a good actor, but he's not phenomenal. Yeah, and in, and like you said, in, in this role, I guess that's what, I and I get it. Like, I actually liked Bardem in Skyfall. I did. He he was, he brought back kind of that vamp over the topness in, um, because the original James Bond movies, that was, they never really took themselves too seriously. And, you know, especially with names like naming characters like Pussy Galore, which is a whole nother issue. You can talk about the misogyny in that, but, you know, um, they, the, the villains never really took themselves too seriously. So he kind of brought back that nostalgia of just being over the top and just kind of out there and, you know, so I, I appreciated him more. But Malik, to me, in this role, he was more generic. Like, it wasn't like 
Christoph Waltz made Blofeld his own. Like you could not see anybody playing Blofeld but him. Like that was his character. He he made that character. With this one, for the villain, to me, it could have been fill in a blank. Pick an actor, put him in here in that role. I agree. Does that makes no, yeah. No, no, so no, no, no. I, I completely agree with what you just said. Yeah. So um, I think that they could have done, and I, I now I did. Having said that, I did like the story. I did like his story. I liked his art. I even understood a little bit of his motivation. I got that. But just as far as the actor in the role, it it could have been played by pretty much anyone. It was just generic, if if that makes sense. So I I, I wasn't really too invested in him I guess as the villain I was more interested in the other parts of the story so it was just like okay you know I know because of the movie that we're watching you have to have a villain to service it but he was kind of like though it was kind of like boring I guess if that makes sense because it, he his his performance was so generic or as you would say it's, it's almost like he phoned it in I guess yes and yes. I don't <laughs> and I don't know if that was just to kind of like not overshadow the fact that this was Daniel Craig's final turn as Bond um, and then t- for them to be able to tell the story that they wanted to tell is kind of like you dialed down the villain a little bit but the way he I think it did it a disservice because that is what brought him back into the fold and that is what brought you know the love of his life back into his life when he finds out spoiler alert you know that he's a dad it was because of this guy so I think they could have done that a little bit better that was my that was my qualm about the the villain um so what was something that you that surprised you about the movie that you liked that you didn't think you would like or something that um they gave him a kid James Bond as a dad. I mean, he never, you know. I, I mean, at the end of the day, like, you knew he wasn't going to end up being able to raise that kid. Like, something was going to happen that would leave it where uh, it would just be, uh, what was her name? Madeline? Madeline. Yeah, it would just be Madeline raising their daughter by her. Like, you knew something was going to happen. I didn't realize what what, what happened was going to happen. But, um... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so because James Bond is not a dad, he's not a dad. Um, but it did surprise me, and I was okay with him fathering a kid. I mean, I'm sure he has a whole bunch of other children running around <laughs> that, that he has never ever, like, you know, met. But for them to reveal that he was the father of her daughter. Um, I was okay with that. Like, you know, I mean, I don't know what the audience thought of it and what the reaction was to it, but I was just like, oh, okay. Like, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I was okay with it too. And then it, it was, I was even, along those same lines, I was surprised that they gave him a kid. And I found myself rooting for the inevitable, what I knew wasn't going to happen. But I actually wanted him to retire into that quiet life it's kind of like you wanted spoiler alert not to give it away I'm sure we will a little bit later but you wanted him to be able to ride off into the sunset and have that simple life you know take them back to his compound in Jamaica and just have that life 
But so I, I, and the glimpses of him, what he would be like as a dad, that they were so cute to me. Like it kind of humanizes this super spy. And it's like, you knew that little girl stole his heart, even when she tried to lie and say, that's not your daughter. I'm like, bitch, please. She got his eyes. <laughs> if, if nothing that, else, that was that's... the one thing. Like everybody was like, wait, what? Be like, her, her, and he said it too. He was like, but she has blue eyes. <laughs> like that was his one thing. Like it's very distinctive that she has my blue eyes. Like yeah. not like a dark blue, but literally my bright blue eyes. Yeah. And who and kudos to the casting director who found a child who had Daniel Craig's same hue of eyes or you know close enough to where they because you know um, some people just have those distinctive blue eyes you know just those those beautiful baby blues and he does have those distinctive blue eyes and so it was just like you don't even need a blood test for that like come on now you know <laughs> like those are his eyes mm-hmm. and so. Um, I, I was surprised about how much I was like, oh, and then, you know, so part of me, the romantic in me, the effort, the optimist in me uh, was like, oh, so that's how it's going to end. They're going to send him off into the sunset with the family. And I guess because, you know, you know, worst kept secret ever and they weren't trying to make it a secret um, that, you know, this was his last one. I'm like, oh, so that's how it's going to end. That's so cute. And I was, so, yeah, I I was. Uh, oh, you were so naive, Eddie. I just, I'm not naive. I'm just a hopeless romantic and an optimist sometimes. Okay, my bad. You're not naive. You're so optimistic, Eddie. <laughs> um, but I, I also loved. Um, I one thing that I have loved and that I, I appreciate it more. And I'm glad they spent a little bit time focusing on it more is I love the relationship between Bond and Felix, um, played by the incredible Jeffrey Wright. I love Jeffrey Wright. Um, And you've seen him um, pop in and out since Quantum of Solace. Like he's been in every film in some way, shape or form. Um, You've seen Felix pop in um, and, or have a mention. And, and I love that. And I love when Bond was like, when he told him we're brothers, he goes, I had a brother. His name was Felix. You know. Oh yes. So I cared for that one in the theater. I was like, "You tell him, Bond, (laughs) and you killed him." (laughs) Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Spoiler alert. So uh, Jeffrey Wright, um, unfortunately, meets his end um, in Bond, but he was also one of the. He was also a popular character throughout the series, and at one time, um, they thought you know, when they were mentioning, oh, he was mentioned to be a Bond, but he's like, no, you know, James Bond is British and he's the CIA. But um, I, I love that connection. Um, and I love the fact that they didn't let their job get in the way of them forming this friendship and this, you know, this relationship. And if anyone could bring him out of the spy game before he realized, or anyone that was going to make him do that favor, which he thought was a one and done, it would be Felix. So... Um, and I did not see little preppy college nerd douchebag fat, uh, frat, bo, frat bro, excuse me, um, being a turncoat. Did you see that? I did not. I didn't. I didn't. I thought. I thought he would just get punched in the face because he was talking too much. But you know what started to make me suspicious when he kept stopping the doctor from talking. 
Yes. When he kept telling him, you know, kept saying, he's crossing the line. He's crossing the line. I said, well, where's the line at, bitch? Where the line at? So, yeah, that's when I started to get suspicious. But before that, never thought twice about it. Never thought twice. I'm like, because you know what I thought? I'm like, oh, he's going to be the first one to die. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm like the do- the goofy, frat, blonde-headed, little whatever CIA agent, the green CIA agent. He's going to be the first one to die. That's what I thought. And I, I didn't see that coming until, like you said, but whenever the CIA talks about crossing the line, it's like, oh, shit, what are you hiding? <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. And, I, and so I was just like, and I did like the part in Cuba with Anna, uh, I think her name, Anna de Armas, when she was like, I've only had three weeks of training. And I'm like, damn, girl, if that's three weeks of training, where do I sign up? He said the same thing. He was like, three weeks, huh? <laughs> Give or take. Because <laughs> she was like all nervous, Nelly drinking. And I was like, damn, slow down on that drink. You're going to be too drunk to do anything. Mm-hmm, exactly. And then she, she went and kicked ass. Um, so I think Cuba, that was probably one of my favorite scenes, just the action in Cuba and um, the doctor altering the weapon. Like, that was a badass weapon. And I would hate to really think about the possibility of that thing existing, which it might, it probably is, it's probably in someone's lab somewhere, which is a very, very oh, scary definitely. thought. Scary thought. Um, but, I, you know, it was like, okay. Um, but how he could code it to, to, to kill everyone except for Bond. So... That was cool. Um, did you have a favorite scene besides finding out he was a dad? Um, hmm. Favorite scene? Um, probably like the beginning in Italy. Oh yeah, that was the cool. car, the car, on um, the car chase scene. Where he's because it was so intense on him just sitting there allowing them to shoot up the car. And even when the guy got close and he started to actually get through the bulletproof glass where you knew it was about to crack and he just sat there staring at her. And she was just like, no. And he was just like, okay. And then all of a sudden, like, but the fact that he was willing to just sit there. Like, he really was, like, just willing to sit there. So I thought it was so intense. Like, that was a really, really great scene on the intensity of that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, also, you know what another one of my favorite scenes was? What? When um, 007, the black one, when 007, I don't know what her name was, um, when she was with the doctor, and the doctor tried to threaten her and say about how, oh, you're from West Africa, right? Because I can make this where your whole people die. I'll kill all your people. And she was like, oh, my bad. And then she pushed him into the poison and killed him. Yes. Like, <laughs> I said, like you really started, you really threatened her? Like, you really, really threatening her. And you think that's going to help? She's the one with the gun. But yeah, so I I love that scene as well because when he said that, I said, "Oh, you got to die." Yeah, her name. Yeah, her name was Nomi. Oh, was that her name on the movie? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, Nomi. I just looked that up because you know I did not remember. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, that was a good one, and you mentioned two two great ones too. I loved it, and it it goes to the intensity and. 
for a moment, you kind of got the you, you kind of got the sense going back to that first thing you mentioned that he realizes that she didn't betray him, but you also understood just how truly heartbroken he was because it's like I gave up everything for you, like you know I went to say goodbye to the one thing you know that was holding us back. I said goodbye to my first love, and I think she, I want to say she died in Palm Solace or no uh, Casino Royale, and then. It's like, okay, and, you know, it was just like, wow, and him just sitting there. And then, you know, the whole time what I'm thinking, because I love that car, and when they reintroduced that car in Skyfall, the original 60s Aston Martin, Mm -hmm. I was like, all I kept thinking was, not the car. (laughs) (laughs) Not the car. (laughs) Not the car. I was like, oh, my God, that's a beautiful car. I love I love that car. And so I was just like, not the car. James, move, not the car. And I know it's bulletproof, <laughs> but I was like, not the car. And and so, but yeah. And I, that was also one other thing that, even though I love the series as a whole, that was one thing that I've missed is I love all the gadgets because um, James Bond has always been known for his gadgets and having the great gadgets and having Q make him these great amazing gadgets so when they reintroduced the car and the car had the gadgets and the guns built into it I was like great we're going to get the rest of the gadgets back and we really did not and so I'm hoping that in the next iteration of the series whomever it is that plays James Bond I hope that they bring back more of the gadgets because that's uh, that's kind of what made him you know um so iconic especially during the early years um the connery years and all that kind of stuff the gadgets and so i missed that but i love the car and then i love the new version of the aston martin that they had introduced to the black one that he had um so that was cool and yeah homeboy deserved to die i but see i think she i think he got off too easy because me i would have just whipped his ass (laughs) it would have been just a headshot just killed him. Just killed him. Just straight up. Oh, because you knew where he was going with that. And I was just like, you fucking, yeah. I was just like, yeah, you got to die. But I think he got off too easy. I would, or maybe not. Oh, heck no, because he felt that pain straight through. Okay, so I wouldn't have had, sh- I wouldn't have whipped him. I would have shot him and then put him. So it would have been a double pain. Like you have this horrible <laughs> gunshot and then pushed him into the poison. Like, shoot him, shoot him in his foot. Shoot him in his foot. Yeah. Or maybe a kneecap and then throw him in. Yeah, just like torturous, torturous pain. So um, now, I guess the elephant in the room, going, but revisiting a conversation that we've had several times. What's that? Okay, so do you want to revisit that conversation or do you want to talk about the how they ended it? Which one do you want to Let's talk about how they ended it before we get into the controversy. Okay, all right, so did you see it coming? Um, James Bond dies. I'm sorry. Not yeah. So so he does. Um, not in the beginning. Not even in the middle. Um, I I really did. I okay. I'll be honest and say I didn't see that he was going to die until the um until the uh the villain put the nano um nanobots in him. Where, cause you knew when he, um, when he scratched them, you will, I was like, oh shoot, now he'll never be able to be with her. And I thought, 
I honestly thought like that is the worst punishment that you could give. Like he ultimately the villain won. He 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 won. He won against James Bond. He may not have been able to do what he wanted to do, but he won against James Bond because he destroyed his life. He could never be with the woman that he loves and he would never, ever be able to be with his daughter. So I, I felt like after that, the only thing to do is to kill you. That's the only thing that you, you can do is die. So it made sense at the end, if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Um, I agree. Um, I I didn't see it coming because, you know, again, the hopeless, optimistic, romantic. I was thinking, oh, oh. And you and, you know, like even when even when he has to go back and reopen the hatch, you just know it's James Bond. He's going to get out every he's time, every time, every time he's going to get out, especially now that he truly it's not just about saving the world. It's about saving his family. It's about getting, you know, it's about walking away into the sunset because you know he wasn't, you knew he wasn't going to go back to MI6. That wasn't what this was about. It was about doing this one final mission, getting them out of this trouble that they shouldn't have been in. But more importantly, it was about making the world literally and truly a better place, clearing a way for him and his family to be together. That was what it was about for him. And so it was like, even when he had to go back and reopen that hatch, it's like, okay, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. He's going to get out. He's going to get out. It's just a matter. And I kept thinking, what awesome way are they going to use to get him out? You know, it's, it's going to be something. But then I'm with you. I'm like, when homeboy told him and you saw the vial mm-hmm. and I'm like, ah, oh, shit, he going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Like you said, there was no way, especially when Q, because this is that was the second time that Q had confirmed because they had asked them when they first found out what they were dealing with about the nanobots. And the nanobots were just like these things that get into your bloodstream, like a poison that's coded to people's DNA. And so like if say if someone put the nanobot in my system and they wanted me and it was coded to Tammy's DNA, then if I touched Tammy, she would die. Or if she touched something that I had touched, like if our DNA connected, it would it would kill her. And so that's and Q had already told him there's no way to there's no cure for it. There's no way to fix that. And so when he asked him again just to make sure, like, yo, are you sure? Like there's no way. And so it was like, dude, he's gonna die. Like, like you said, he had at that point he had nothing to live for. It's like He'd already lived five years without this woman. And he told her his biggest regret in life was when he left, when he put her on that train. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he never got over. And now knowing that not only that, but she gave him a child and that they were able to, you know, pull, put a, pull it. Like she was, and quite honestly, she was probably one of the only women in the world that could handle James Bond. But, you know, and so I was just like, wow. Yeah, he gonna die. But do you think his death was a red herring? I mean, and I know Daniel Craig is not coming back. I know he's done. And we were lucky to get him for five because he's been talking about being done since Skyfall. Um, But so I I still just thought, okay, they were going to have him disappear. But do you think it's a red herring just so people would go on? Like, it, 
you know, it's like if they think he's dead, then they will go on with their lives and they won't try to spend all their time trying to find a cure for it. You know, she won't, it won't be torturous. I mean, that could be like an underlying factor, but I mean, you mean like well, on the reason why they decided to kill him? Well, like yeah, the writers? No, I understand why they decide to kill him because I think it's a perfect way to 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 further the series, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But I was just, it just it's just a thought that dawned on me as I was you know um, going over the notes for this. Like I didn't even think about it after at, when I left the movies. Like literally, it just dawned on me today. Like maybe it's a red herring, and and because I was thinking, you know, the, the, Daniel Craig is done, and I get that, and he's he did a great job of reviving the series modernizing it you know um he's the most popular bond um i still say it's connery um some people say he's the best bond you can put that up for an argument between him and connery but he he even did more movies than connery did so you know but um i i just thought oh well maybe it's a red herring maybe james bond did get out um maybe he did get out but he just he's going to let people think he's dead just so they can move on, you know, because he knows I that. I, I hope not. I hope not. I mean, I, and I know we're not going to see Daniel Craig again unless he pops up in a memory or something. I don't think he's going to, you know. But that was just my thought about that. Maybe it was the optimist in me again. Yes. Definitely. But I hope but, not. I hope that's not what they're got. like. James, like, uh, James Bond is dead and let James Bond die. It's cool. It's cool. He had a good run. He had decades. He's good. So do you think the series should end with? Do you think the series should be over? Heck no. It makes a whole bunch of money. Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> Why so, would you end a series that's still making money? So do you th do you like the way they did it though? Do you like the way they closed this chapter? By killing him? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I have no problem with him dying. I felt that they did a great storyline to show it wasn't like they just killed him just because Daniel Craig was not going to do another movie. Um, but the storyline showed the reason what, like the storyline um, showed you why he had to die. So there was a legitimate reason why um, ultimately it was the best decision was to kill off James Bond and I'm satisfied with that ending. I'm satisfied with how they've ended that run. Damn, we're having a broke clock today. <laughs> <laughs> um, I agree. Like, I guess, you know, when you go in, you don't think he's going to die. And then, you know, because the title, No Time to Die. And um, I, I think it's a Louis Armstrong song that was playing all the time in the world. That's what he's kept saying. And when he was referencing it, it's a, it's a beautiful jazz song. But um, so I, you know, and you go in thinking, and I'm with you. It, I was like, you don't think he's going to die. It's like, there's no way he's going to, they're going to kill James Bond. And we've talked about before. We know that James Bond is an alias. And obviously they showed that 007 is replaceable and we'll get into that in a moment but I I was like okay so when you I agree it wasn't a perfunctory death where it was like oh 
they're just killing him because, you know, it's a random death because he dies in some ambiguous explosion or whatever um, at the end or one of his enemies sneaks up at the end and takes him out or anything like that. It's like you understand why he did it and why he he made the sacrifice he made, um, why he chose, why he made that decision, you know, um, because again, he, he is James Bond. He could have gotten out of that situation. But at that point, he was like, what do I have to live for? Because you also got a glimpse that even though Jamaica was his paradise, and I think we were introduced to his Jamaica paradise in, gosh, was it Skyfall or was it Spectre? We've seen it before, his Jamaican hideout. You got the sense that he wasn't truly happy there, that he was just going through the motions, you know? At least yeah. I did. And it was because it was like there was a big piece missing and it was her. So now to know that, hey, we the reason why I thought I put this woman out of my life doesn't exist and we could have it all. We could have so much more and now I can't. So I got it. It made perfect sense. And I honestly wasn't usually I'm like, why are you killing the main character? But I, I was OK with it. I, I thought it served the storyline very, very well. I, and I thought it was a bold move, a bold decision. And I do like it better than having him, unfortunately, ride off into the sunset. And because they could have done that just as well, too. You know, like I said, it's James Bond. He could have disappeared with his family and never been seen or heard from again. So I did like that. <laughs> okay, now to the elephant in the room. Did Lashana Lynch change your mind? Absolutely not. Was she supposed to? I don't know. Because so, if I had to choose somebody, like let's say that they were actually considering a um, James Bond, the next 007, not James Bond, but the next 007 being a woman or being um, Black or um, being of another race um, besides Black because there are other ethnicities. Um, not her. Sorry. She didn't sell it for me. Like her, okay. her character to me was insignificant. I'm gonna agree and I'm gonna disagree. I thought, and I was mistaken before. I, I guess you know, mistakenly confusing the long way and all the promos about her. This was her first movie where she made her debut in the Bond series, but I. I liked her. It, it did show that 007, like you said, is replaceable, that they can find someone else. But I also think that she was downplayed because the movie wasn't about her. But it did show me that someone else can play the role. And I thought that she might be. It left me curious to see, OK, what was she like in those five years that she was 007? Like, what would she be like as 007? So it does have me more interested and curious to see who they cho who they're going to choose to fill the role. And it did, I think they did a great job of showing, of making that distinction. Like you said, James Bond is not replaceable, but 007, you know, and Bond is an alias anyway. So it'd be interesting to see what they do with the ID of James Bond, if they're going to rename the character or if, or if, 
it comes, or if the alias comes with the role of 007, if that makes sense. Um, if it's a woman, obviously they would have to rename her, maybe call her Jamie or something like that. But um, so I, I wouldn't mind seeing her as James Bond if that's if that's the route that they go. Um, because we kind of got a glimpse, although it was a very small glimpse of what she was capable of, because we didn't really see her be able to kick ass a lot or the action. But, you know, we saw that she was serviceable. Um, I, I'm still interested to see who else would who they're going to choose to, to play Bond. So you still think it should be a white dude? So here's my thought process on this, because going deeper into it and actually like hearing what you're, you know, you're saying and everything like that right now. Um, these, this series is the James Bond series. It's not a 007 series. If they want to have someone else playing 007, go for it. You definitely can. Um, but that can be a spinoff. But the, so it's two, it's like two different ideas that just happen to be, it's two different characters that just happened to be the same character because 007 has always been James Bond. James Bond is the movie that we see. That is the movie that we go and we watch every couple years when they make a new one. Now, 007 can be anybody. Anybody can be 007 because 007 is just is, is just an assassin, just a mercenary, just a government agent. Like that. That's what that's what the the role is. That's what the title is. That that is what the position is. But the movies are J about James Bond. That that is what the movies are about. So if we're if we're saying like, can anybody play 007? Yes, anyone can play 007. Can any do I feel that they should change the character of James Bond to being black or to being a woman? No, I'm still on the thing on no. But if they want to make 007 a woman, do they want to make 007 black? They want to make 007 Hispanic or they want to make 007 Middle Eastern? Go for it. Great. Like I would love to see that. But James Bond is a whole different character. And that is where I'm just like, no, I'm okay with James Bond being. Oh, I do. So having said that, not the series itself, not 007, but so should James Bond, the character, die with Daniel Craig? No. Because that's what sells the movies. 007 does not sell the movies. The character of James Bond sells the movies. And we have to look at the end of the day, Hollywood is a business and it's about making money. And yes, I am sure if they make a 007 movie with um, someone of a different race or gender, you know, that people will go out to see it. But at the same time, realistically, <laughs> um, it's not going to sell the same way as it being a James Bond movie. We go see James Bond kick ass because we know who he is, we're used to him, we love the character of James Bond. 007? Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you could definitely go for it, but it's two different characters. It's two different characters. So like Lashana, is, is that how you sound it? Mm -hmm. Lashana, like, she could sure enough be 007. She was, she was 007. I mean, she gave it back, but she was 007. <laughs> <laughs> she, she gave it back, but she was 007. And at the end of the day, when they said it's just a number, right? Yeah, sure. But James Bond is James Bond. 
<laughs> but in this, okay, and I get what you're saying. And 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 it's almost like splitting hairs because it, I, and I guess that's what I'm asking because um I think it was in Skyfall. It wasn't Skyfall that we learned that James Bond is just an alias um that they give whoever wears usually who wears the title or the moniker, whoever the 007 agent is. Um, so we, we, we know that much, but so that's what I'm saying. Um, the next person who comes in to play it, um, should they reference this movie or should they just totally start over? Like, should they rep and, I, and no, I guess, start over? They always start over. Okay. So start they over. Start over. They so, started over with Daniel Craig from Pierce Brosnan. Pierce well, they Brosnan had no didn't choice just, because huh? that's that they had no choice because the movie the the Bond franchise was on the was on its death. Well, no, no, no. I, I I get that, but at the end of the day, like just you know, just overall, they started the storyline over and it was a success. Um, you know, so I would say it would kind of be looking at this from a different, you can reinvent James Bond. Like, you know, it's, James Bond is just, you can just reinvent it over and over again. And I get that. Um, it's just a, um, what did you say the name was? I forgot what it's called. An alias. Yeah. I, I get that it's an alias. I understand that. But really, people are just going to see James Bond. It just happens to be that the actor can't play James Bond for like 60, 70 years because they're just too old for the action. So when I go... I'm not going with the mindset that, oh, well, I mean, James Bond is only an alias. Like, I'm not going for that. I'm going because, yo, that's James Bond right there. Like, that that's why I'm going to go see those movies. So the alias thing don't make no difference to me. Like, you can but, tell me it's an alias, but that is not how I am taking it. Okay. So going back to, and of course, uh, this was way before our time, but, you know, I, I was reading about, because Connery is one of my favorites. Uh, like I said, for me, it's a toss-up between him and Craig, like, who's the best Bond? Um, I love Sean Connery and that's the role I think that catapulted him to just like immense stardom was his role as James Bond and I think he only played Bond for two or three movies and they were so upset when he left like people were like the franchise was in turmoil and chaos ever since so um, you know like people didn't want him to leave um, his role as Bond Um, so if 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 it's like you said, the character goes on, couldn't they just say, if we're going to see James Bond, couldn't they just fill in the in the blank? And of course, you have to get someone really, really great. It can't be like I, how I describe Rami Mogg's performance in, um, as the villain, like a generic. So I get that you've got to get someone who, who's able to carry on that mantra. But if people are going to see James Bond, couldn't it be anybody? No, it can't be anybody because at the end of the day, everybody don't sell. Like, I understand that nowadays, I'm going to give a very, I am a black woman, but I am going to give a very realistic view of how Hollywood works. And the fact of saying that, yeah, you could sure enough put a black person in that role, but it's not going to sell the same way. And for anyone that says, oh, well, we don't know that. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Facts, like we can look at the um, the facts and see that it won't, it won't sell as much. Not to say it won't sell and people won't go see it. Definitely will. But will it be to the level of when Daniel Craig played it? Even from the jump? No, it, 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 it won't because that's just not how, that's not how Hollywood works. That's not how movie going, like, it's just a realistic view. They can do it. 
they can have it you can have anybody play any character anybody can play any character but at the same time if you really want to make money i just feel there's certain characters just why 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 does james bond need to change i don't i don't understand make do a spin-off you can make make it a double seven who's black go for it but why does james bond have to change don't do that because it was on his last leg. You said before, before Daniel Craig came in and uh, revitalized the um, franchise. Don't do that. Yeah, and, and then I'm going back to his last leg again. And it took until Skyfall for people for most to really people like to, step up and, and accept you know. That he, that and he I get good. that, but I mean, you know what? Because I feel like you know people gonna come at me <laughs> for my for my thoughts. But I'm having a very realistic viewpoint and we have to look at it realistically as in some characters just don't need to change. I'm sorry. I just don't feel certain characters need to change. They stand for something. And I said it before and I'll say it again. James Bond is the ultimate image of white male privilege. The ultimate image of white male privilege. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Keep it coming. So that's just my opinion. Okay, I am not in complete agreement, but you uh, you made some interesting points. Um, and of course, I don't have a problem with seeing how it could be. Um, you know, we've had one and done bonds before, so that is not the problem um, if it doesn't work. Uh, but um, it would be interesting to see them try. Do I realistically think they will try it? Um, not only is it Hollywood, but it's British Hollywood. So um, I, I don't know. And again, um, it, if it happens, I don't want it to, to be, as you would say, to feel like it's just checking a box. And so like, if they did decide to go female, I think Lashana Lynch would be the perfect person to try to handle hand that mantle off to because we've already been introduced to her and the ideal of her as a 007 and all of that so um again uh mgm sony uh, said that they're not going to introduce it they're not going to really discuss it until next year um just to you know give us the proper mourning period and out of respect and so um I, I will be interested to see what direction they go. Although it would not surprise me if they go the traditional direction, which again, there's really not anything wrong with that. Um, he has been who he is, who he is, you know, and that would be who he's always been. Um, but so I have a short list and I'm just going to stick with the ones that would fit into your, to your idea. Um, Richard Madden, do you know who that is? Yes, and I'm going to say I disagree, but go ahead. <clears throat> okay, Tom Hardy. I disagree, but go ahead. Um, we already know Reg John Page is out, and I, I just put him in just because he's so cute. But he's going <laughs> to he, he's gonna play the Saint. He's, he's actually going to reboot the Saint series, which is good. Um, I love the Saint. Um, ooh, Luke Evans. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, James Norton. Why do I know that name, but I can't get his image in my head? Hold I'm on. looking. I'm looking at a picture. I'll, I'll have to send you a picture. You've seen him 
But he's one of those actors that you know when you see him. Like, you don't know the name, but you know the face. It's not Ooh, bad. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can um, see, I, yeah, yeah, I, I recognize him. Yeah, I can see him. Sam Hewen, the ha- the Outlander guy. Sexy mother. Yes! Yes! Um, I can so see him, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Tom Hiddleston. You know that's my number one, right? Giving up Loki for James Bond, sexy <laughs> motherfucker. He, let me no, stop. Okay, so here's here's the reason why I would campaign for Tom Hiddleston, because and granted, it is like Loki was his audition on the I'm gonna do things my way, and y'all just gonna fall in line with how it's done kind of thing. And I think he has that like on lock that attitude. Will, he will bring to the role and he will have that on lock. Like, I think, like, overall, like, he's debonair. Like, he looks amazing in a suit. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. <laughs> he can make it his own. Ooh. Yes, he a- can make it his own. Like, he, yes, Tom, yes, he's my number one choice. This is a good one. We haven't heard from him in a while. Michael Fassbender. Yes. I can, yeah, yeah. See him, yeah. Okay. Um, this dude, I have no idea who he is. Jack Loudon. He's another one you're probably gonna have to look up. You know him when you see him, but I don't. I don't know. He doesn't possess it for me. Like, just he. He might be one of those where you just have to see him in the role if he were to get it. Just to... <gasps> yes. Oh, I recognize him. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, okay, you said no to Richard Madden. I said Lashana Lynch if they go the, the female route because we've already been introduced to the idea of her. Um, Anyone else besides her? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking. Uh, Cillian Murphy. I don't know who that is, but... You do, you do, you do. Uh, he played the Scarecrow um, in, in the Batman you know him when you oh, see him. Oh, no. Like, God, no. How? He looks weird. Okay, Michael B. Jordan is not British. I don't know why he's on this list. Ooh. Hey, oh. if Kristen Stewart can get a British accent, Michael B. Jordan <laughs> can do it too. <laughs> well, okay, they already said that he, they were going to stick with the British. So that's okay, why. I, all right, fine. But yeah, Michael B. Jordan, yeah, now you know he would sell this bond. Come on. Girls would just go for the thirst trap, all right? That's a thirst trap move. True, but here's my thing. Do I think that he's good enough for it? And I love Michael B. Jordan, but I don't think he can fully pull it off. That's just me. He would be, okay. Let's Look, honestly, him. take off the fact that he's really good looking and he's sexy as hell. I don't think he could pull it off, but that's just he, me. That's just me. He has the swag. Let's put him under the other category in a question mark. Okay. Because okay, I'm not gotcha. completely disagreeing with you on that. <laughs> Ooh, this is a good one. Riz Ahmed. He's British. <gasps> Ooh, British and Middle Eastern. Yeah. And he's sexy as hell. Yes. Yeah, I'm all for I that. I love me some I'm love I love me some Riz Ahmed. I'm all for yes. that. <gasps> oh my God. I just thought of somebody but I forgot what his name is. Oh my gosh. All right. Here we go. go. Ahead. Him- I'm not crazy about this one, and I'm just not. But Henry Cavill, who Superman? He fucked up Superman. Hell no. He's British. I'm I don't not care crazy. If he's British or not. 
Although I would have preferred him to be Edward, though. I'll put that out there. Ooh. Ed, Aiden Turner. He was in the original. Oh, gosh. Um, what was that series? The original. Um, he was in Poldark, and he was also in that original Being Human series. He played the vampire. The I can see him. Okay, so I'm I'm looking at him now, and I do re remember him. So the same way that Daniel Craig, even though Dan some you know we knew who Daniel Craig was, he was still kind of a lesser known actor who took over the role, and they I hated see, it, huh? And they hated that announcement. But at the I same remember. time, they ultimately loved him because you know he he proved himself. So yeah. like what I'm saying is that look that he had, like the they, they, they didn't like the look of him, what he was going to bring to the role of James Bond, right? Um, and I think like Aiden Turner has that same look. Like he doesn't necessarily fit like that ultimate image that we have. Maybe it's a Sean Connery image that we have of what James Bond should look like, but I feel like he can pull it off. Okay, okay. Oh, Nicholas um, Holt. Because I know they said that they wanted to go younger so they could get someone to play it longer. No, no, Eddie, no. I'm, I'm just no. going off the list. I, I, I get it, but I'm gonna say no to that one. Um, ooh, Harry Styles, who's proven himself to be quite the actor. Who? Harry Styles, Mr. Huh? One Direction. <laughs> Are you saying who do what in me? Watermelon Sugar Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like he he just starts to bust out in like song and dance. And you know you're beautiful. <laughs> James Bond, the musical starring Harry Styles. With a bolo around his neck. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, no disrespect to Harry Styles, but no, I, I, I actually okay, y'all. I actually really do love Harry Styles, but James Bond, absolutely not. <laughs> Okay, I'm, I'm, I know this one is going to get a no from you, but I'm going to say it. Popheads. I'm still thinking of a name for our people. But um, this one is going to make you flip your fucking lid. Henry Golding. <laughs> oh, it's a sight. She's seething silently. <laughs> I see it's a silent scene. <laughs> Do you know, I will take Harry Shum Jr. over Harry Gold Henry, whatever his name is, Golding. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll um, take my dancer over it. No, absolutely not. No. Come on. So, you, you did that on purpose. I did not. It's on the list. <laughs> Dude, it, you want, I will send you the, this list to show you that I am not making that up. But are there any females? Because I know like the conversation has been coming up about maybe making James Bond a female. Yeah, we have our final female. I skipped Idris Elba because, again, I told you I was going with your traditional list and the talk about Idris has been going on forever. And again, he would probably be out, although I think he would be an awesome Bond. He would probably be out because of age. So, ageism. But anyway. Um, For a man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, welcome to our world. Um, the final one is a woman, Jillian Anderson. No. And she's old. <laughs> <laughs> I, I caught 
myself. I caught myself. <laughs> She's oh. old. Durr. Durr. Okay. So, yeah. Um, Lashana Lynch and Jillian Anderson are the only two women um, on, on this particular list. You know um, the but- crazy thing? I, and I, I know it'll never happen, but Naomi Harris... Yes, when she was first introduced, I thought of her. Oh my god, I was so excited! Like I, I like I loved her attitude and everything like that, and I feel she would have been great. But you know, knowing that she's not a field agent, um, she acknowledged that. And but yeah, like Naomi Harris would have been a great pick. Yeah, I was still disappointed with the way with the way they did her money penny character. Loved seeing her. Loved the fact that they casted her as Money Penny, but I, I wanted a little bit more for Money Penny. And we know she's not a field agent, but she's shown that when she has to, she can hold her own in a field. But you know, um, okay, one final question before we wrap this up. So that was our potential list that we have so far. We'll keep, of course, you know, this is not a dying conversation. This is one of those that we're going to file in our to be continued file um, because we know it's going to come up more and more, especially next year as they start thinking about how to revamp the series. Um, but do you think, so no matter what they do, do you think that they should keep the supporting cast or enti- recast the entire series? Like, no, keep the supporting cast. I, I mean, I love it. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I wouldn't want them to change Q or Money Penny or M um, or the dude that I fully never remembered before but I'm guessing he's been in other movies um yeah I I, I love the supporting cast yeah um I love the fact that um I love Q I love the fact that they um made Ben Wishaw Q and I love the fact that you know um Ben Wishaw is gay in real life but I love the fact that they make the character gay too that was one of the things I was wondering about, like when he was getting ready for his date. I was like, oh, because it's always kind of been hinted at. It's been ambiguous. And so it's just like, oh. And then he was like, yes. And now I have to call him and tell him not to come. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was, you know, but I, I agree with you. Um, I love Dame Ju- Judy Dench as uh, the as M. And then, um, you know, when she when she had to kind of give it give up acting because of her eye disease, her eye that degenerative eye disease that she has, um, I love that they replaced her with Ray Fines. I think he's done a good job. So I agree with you. I think they definitely should keep the supporting cast that they have in place um, if they can get them back because I I think they've done a great job um, of introducing them of. I think it also would ease the transition to if you can come in with some familiar characters. That's just that's just my yeah, because it it helps you to stay connected to the James Bond series um, when they change the actor. Yeah. Okay. So um, how? Okay. Overall series, from what you remember, how would you rate it? I'm sorry. What? The overall series, like the day. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just gonna rate. No time to die. Okay. <laughs> well, I would give the overall series a four point two five, and Skyfall is my favorite. So there, I will go with that. Um, but how are you rating No Time to Die? I'm three point seven five popcorns. That's it. Just three point seven five. No explanation. No explain what happened to the other. Um, 
it, it was really, really good. I truly, truly enjoyed it. Um, action throughout, but will I ever watch it again? Absolutely not. So it doesn't get a four or above for me, but 3.75 where I recommend people going and watching it. I think it was a great end to the Daniel Craig series um, or, um, you know, role, but yeah, 3.75. It was cool. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it a four. I agree with you. As far as the not ever watching again, you know that's not true. Um, I, I can't wait to add it to my collection. But um, yeah, I, I give it a four overall. Um, I loved it. I thought it was a perfect send off. Um, I am looking forward to what they do with the series, the direction that they take. Um, the new James Bond announcement. I wonder if there'll be anyone from our list. Um, we have some of our favorites. So, um, yeah, I, I highly recommend it. So, anything else you want to add before we close this out? I'm excited to see who they're going to pick next. Um, Tom Hiddleston has my vote, y'all. Why are you lying? You just texted me and said it's Mr. Watermelon Sugar. Oh. Don't front for the <laughs> Don't play Harry Styles like that. Harry Styles needs to stay in his lane, and his lane is not James Bond. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he is becoming a great actor, but I don't know if I would see that either. I think that would be more for Gen Z, millennial, popular vote. Um, but you and know, James Bond makes... is not a Gen Z movie. It's for us, and they cannot take it away from us. Okay, one final thing. You know who I actually, who I'm actually surprised isn't on the list, and this might be too commercial for Mr. Indy, although he has turned Batman into a meth head. Let me stop. Lord, forgive me for that. But I'm surprised Robert Pattinson isn't on this list. I think he would be an interesting choice. I, I yeah. I, I could actually see him doing it, although you know he might be too no, emo be the for same Bond. Thing. I, I feel like he has to prove himself with Batman, but I feel Harsh. like Robert Pattinson in that role is kind of like Ben Affleck playing Batman, right? He was a great Bruce Wayne, Batman. Eh. So I feel like Robert Pattinson would be kind of the same way. He'll look great in a suit. He'll look great getting out of the car. He'll look great going to the parties. But when it comes time for that action, I don't see him doing it. So so you're you're splitting the characters again. He'll be a great James Bond, but not so sure about double seven. Yes. Okay. Yes. I got you. All right. Well, that does it for this week's episode of the Popcorn Wind Down. Please be sure to listen, like, follow, and comment on pod, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and or Spotify podcast. You can also keep up to date on the latest in entertainment and pop culture news, as well as other amazing kernels of pop culture goodness at thepopcornwindown.com. That's it. That's the pop, plug. Pop, 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 pop. All right, yay! See, I, was, I wasn't going to mention it because I don't want you getting peekaboos after me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you as always, and be sure to join us next week when we finally discuss Leverage Redemption. Um, season 1B or is it season 2 I don't know but we get to pick up with <laughs> leverage and until next time I'm Eddie and I'm Tammy bye bye <laughs>